Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. And now a word from our sponsors. Yes, we got sponsors. First up, Foo Wax. The best wax in the game. This stuff is so sticky and grippy, you'll never slip off your stick again. Ever. Ever. Again. So go to your local surf shop. And, and make sure they carry it. And if they don't, demand it. Demand it. You'll be stoked. Try it out. Our next sponsor, Bonsai Bowls. Oh. I know a lot of our listeners have, have had one of these. And if they haven't, they're going to now. They're missing out. They're missing out. It's a healthy, delicious, amazing, fresh acai bowl with tons of fruit and organic like ingredients. They've got five locations in Southern California. From Huntington to San Clemente and all in between. Two in Hawaii. Two in Hawaii for that, those on the North Shore. And, um, you know, come support these guys. They have amazing Asahi bowls and they support the West Coast board riders and a lot of the surf events up and down the coast. And they've made it a lot easier With to get them. They've got their own app now. That's right. Go to your app store and download Bonsai Bowl app and you can pre-order, pre-pay and just go pick up. Cut cut through the line. And for our listeners of the Late Night with Chalky podcast, you're going to get 15 off your next bowl. A 15% discount off yes. Bonsai Bowls. That's insane. Um, so make sure to mention the Late Night with Chalky podcast and you get 15% off That's at right. Bonsai Bowls. And one of our other favorite restaurants, oh, Caliente, Caliente OC. Caliente Southwest.com. They offer healthy Mexican style food with local uh, organic ingredients. Family owned. Family owned. Their phone number is 949-515-0909. And our listeners get 15% off there as well. Yeah. So mention Late Night with Chalky Podcast and get 15% off at Caliente OC. And both these guys are great at catering events. So you could use them for a shop event, corporate event, birthday event, wedding, all of the above. They love to party. And last but not least, we are super stoked to welcome Olo Clip as a new sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast. What is Oloclip? Uh, they make the original mobile lens system for your phone. So these can make clips that hold the lenses, the cases that are designed to make it really easy to get the clip on the phone. So check them out at oloclip.com. And for all the Late Night with Chalky podcast listeners, they get 10% off. That's, that's huge. Huge. So at checkout, the code is SURF10, that's S-U-R-F, the number 10, and you get 10% off Oloclip. And you guys got to check check out our Instagram. We're going to be posting pictures with these wide, in, wide lens uh, angles, uh, fish eye, all kinds of cool like photo options with your phone. And for you uh, rich dudes out there, like late night, they do make cl- uh, <laughs> lenses for iPhone 11s. What? What? Epic. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Welcome. We're sitting here with Adam Holloway and Brian Smith from Bear Wires Surf Shop. 
located in Spring Lake, New Jersey. Welcome. Woo! Yeah. How's it going? The quarantine Uh, dream. (laughs) (laughs) The quarantine nightmare. Yeah, it sucked. We can still surf, but that's about it. Hey, you get, you get putting a lot, of, lot, of, lot of time in the water right now. I, uh, I didn't surf this last well, but I've been surfing up until the other day. Yeah, and you guys said your beaches are still open. Some, some. All the beaches south of us are closed. From Manasquan North is still open, but uh, as the weather gets nicer, I can see them stopping. Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed on the boardwalks, and you're not allowed like on the sidewalks. In some towns, you're not allowed to park anymore, so you have to like bike or walk up from your house. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. crazy. We Huntington's still open, and L.A. County beaches are closed, and then some of uh, some of the beaches south of us are also closed. So everyone's coming here now, and then. You know, like you said, when the weather, it's the weather is actually really nice right now. So it was crazy yesterday and today it was pretty damn crowded. So we're crossing our fingers that they don't shut us down, but it's looking like it will be soon, but hopefully not. Uh, We had fun waves two days ago. Uh, At first light, there was probably 30 people at the inlet. By the time I left, there was probably 60-plus people in one little area. Wow. So they'll definitely be looking at that soon. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Uh, let's start off with Adam. Uh, how old were you when you uh, first started surfing? How'd you get into it? Uh, I would say like around seven. Uh, my family was just always around the beach. Um, my That's dad young, man. grew up at the beach. Uh, I can't surf, but uh, they're always into the lifestyle of it, so they supported it from like day one. <laughs> so surf. I have an older brother that surfs, my younger brother surfs. Um, we live in bike riding distance to the beach, and it's kind of a small town, and there's really not much other. Like, you just surf and hang out with your friends, and it's like a small beach town. Yeah. Kind of like, kind like where we live, we grew up. Yeah, just like Huntington, small beach town. <laughs> yeah, not, not even. <laughs> so, so, uh, so you're the middle brother, Adam. Yeah, I'm the middle brother, and then I have an older sister. Nice, and and uh, both your brothers surfed. Who who is that? Uh, yeah. Was your was uh, your sibling siblings good surfers too, or? My younger brother was really good, and then. Uh, he went to the Naval Academy for a little bit and kind of stopped surfing, but he's still pretty good now. Nice. But when he was a kid, he was, like, really good. Nice. Um, Brian, how about you? Uh, I grew up about 15 minutes inland a little bit, so I'm more of an inland guy. Yeah. I didn't surf, start surfing until I was, you know, eighth grade, and then it was super seasonal. Uh, and I really didn't get into surfing hardcore until I moved to Oceanside. California. Yeah, yeah. Oceanside. Wow. Where I started surfing every day after that, and then I was hooked. But before that, it was just summertime, fall time, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah. I was an inland kook, too. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, East. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. 
Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Take me, I say this story a lot, but it used to take me two and a half hours to ride my bike from Long Beach to Seal Beach. And it was uphill both ways. Oh my gosh, I've heard the story like a freaking broken record. The snow in it keeps longer, keeps getting farther. It snowed. I had to ride barefoot. Still a kook. <laughs> Santa Ana's blue, you couldn't go home. <laughs> so so did you guys uh, progress pretty quickly and did you boogie board first or skateboard or, or both or what? I didn't um, I, I kind of just went right to surfing. Yeah. And that was it. And then kind of got really into it. And then in the winter months, because it was pretty cold here, I would do other activities, played like a lot of ice hockey. And then like hey. around seventh grade, it kind of went like full year-round surfing. Nice. What, nice. What's a, what would be the, like the average water temp in the winter? Oh, um, <laughs> it can get in the 30s i've seen it like as low as like 30 degrees here wow where the river's frozen and the back bay people are driving cars on it that is diehard right there yeah you guys i i don't Next level. i don't you guys definitely have way more uh bravado than, than we do here on the west coast that's for damn sure i'm definitely jealous of your 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 summer currents and bringing that warm water but i wouldn't trade it for a 30 degree water or whatever no no, no. It's, like, it's like the land of the extreme it's like really hot and humid in the summer and then in the winter it's be miserable yeah we cry if it gets under like 58 here <laughs> we got lucky oh. we got really lucky this winter the water really never got colder than i want to say like 42 yeah so that was like that was like really nice dude <laughs> i don't think our water's ever dipped below what 50 like the coldest it gets is like 54, 55. Up, up in Northern California, I, yeah. I, I think the coldest I surfed was 48. And that was, I didn't, no, no thanks. Yeah, no I thank you, man. I remember in the winter, though, the air temps in the mornings were pretty cold in San Diego. That That's true. But that's way different than Than what than you guys water. got going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. The water under, you know, it hurts. It so, hurts bad. So did you get, did Either you get into uh, like competitive surfing or a- amateur surfing or what? Um, I went pretty like I did ESA and all that, and then did some like smaller try to do like pro events, and then I moved to California in like '95, thinking I was gonna be like a surfer. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
And then I got there and kind of just realized like everybody was good. <laughs> <laughs> then I just surfed and got a job and just hung out there for a couple years. And then I would kind of get like uh, homesick a little bit because in the winter here, it gets like really good. Where California, there's waves like all the time. But here in the winter, it gets like really good and not too many people around back in the day. So it was kind of like you, you just missed being home. Like, yeah. like, you know, we get like we get some really good barrel days here. I mean, it used to be pretty empty, but now within like the last seven years, everybody surfs. Yeah. Well, take us back to your to your uh, amateur contest surfing days. Who who uh, who was your competition back then? And who, who was ripping? Who were you looking up to? Oh, dude, we would show up at the East Coast Championships and have to surf against, like, Kyle Garson, Brian Hewittson. Uh, yeah, the Anderson brothers, uh, Jeremy Sokal. Peter Mendia. He was a little bit older. Yeah. Um, like Noah Schneider. Uh, Noah? Yeah, I remember Noah Schneider. Like Jesse Hines, like all those guys. Who, who was the uh, local dudes that ripped in your, in your area? Um... The older guys, it was like Scotty Doerr. Um, Charlie King was really good. Uh, there was no one really like pro-pro besides like Dean Randazzo, but he's from South Jersey, so that's like a whole other state away. Dirty Dean. I love <laughs> that guy. He would show up at the inlet um, when it was really good during hurricane season. And we always had like a handful of like brands doing tours. And, you know, when it got really good in the summer months, you would see like, some pros come into town, you know? Yeah. We used to have the Brave, the Brave New World Pro Contest at the Inlet. So you got to see, like, the ASP East, like, all those guys would come into town. So Brave would throw a pro contest back in the day? Yeah, Brave New World Pro. It used to be an ASP East contest. They did it for maybe, like, six years. Wow, that's epic. Yeah. Uh, one year, my younger brother made it all the way to, like, the quarterfinals. He was probably, like, maybe, like, 13, but it was, like, knee high and uh he took out uh scott bichard remember that guy butchie oh yeah Butchie. and he like totally like flipped out and was like cursing at him and everything <laughs> he was, like, so that was pretty cool that's awesome yeah what what kind of boards did you grow up on like local shaper or did you guys you know oh, write a, some here, west coast uh, boards michael Barron was like a hero here wow yeah, there's a shop called Inlet Outlet, and he would be the only board brand in there. And that's literally a couple blocks from the house I live in now. So MB was probably doing, I would say, 400 boards a year plus maybe out of that little store. That's Holy crazy. smokes. Yeah. Because Michael Barron's from, like, Oceanside or San yeah, Diego? Yeah, Brian, right? uh, Brian, Brian actually worked for him. Oh, no way. Uh, yeah, with the burn for a handful of years. All right, let's go to you, Brian. Is that, is that, is that what made you move out to Osai? Or just, no, just in some... Um, I went out there to visit Adam. Uh, okay. I went out with his uh, next-door neighbors, and then I, when I flew home, I got a text from him, or a phone call back then, actually, that was like, uh, we, we have a room for you. you got to pay rent right now, and you got to come back. So I turned around, got back in my car, and drove back out there. To, wow. To Oceanside? Oceanside, yep, yep. So, and so, our neighbor behind us was working at Burn, and he was complaining so much about it. Over a couple of beers, I told him I'd take his job, and he said, "Come on in." And the next day, I went in, and I said, "I'm here for Danny's job." And they were like, "You are?" <laughs> and uh, 
Danny's like, yeah, I quit. And he walked out the back door and I said, I'll take his job. What was that? What was the job? Oh, just like shop rat, you know, busting up the floors, changing the glass and room, sweeping, boxing, you know. Yeah. Five bucks an hour stuff. <laughs> wow. What, so who? what was your first job in the industry? Was that your first job in the industry? That was my first. Uh, I worked at Brave New World okay. for, a quick, for a quick minute, but that was my first, like, real, like, surf industry job where, like, you know, you see how the boards are made and everything. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Adam? Uh, I worked at Brave New World as a kid, and then I helped, uh, like, help Dean Schoonover, who was a rep at one point, like, help him do a little bit. And then I moved to California, like, two weeks after I graduated high school, and I got a job making surf leashes at a company called Bullies. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, yeah. Bullies. Yeah, we used, we used to make everything for like track tops, bullies, um, a little bit for the kind, and then it was right when On a Mission was coming out. Okay. So then we did like everything for On a Mission, and I just glued the leashes, a little like end piece, and then put the swivel in. It was pretty brainless. I probably killed all my brain cells sitting in front. <laughs> but you could do that probably, you know, any time you go surf when it was good. You take surf breaks and then come back and. Was uh, we, got, was, uh, we got paid uh, piecework. Yeah. So you would go Epic. in there, you would see your orders, and you'd do it as fast as you could. So you could go surf all day. Is that why my That's only awesome. always snapped? <laughs> uh, I, have a funny, I, have, I have a really funny story about that. Uh, it was the, sa the sample run for them. Shane Dorian was going to Tavarua, and my roommate, Eddie Mays, was putting all the leashes together for Shane. And he was like, he, there's three steps, and he forgot to do the first step because it <laughs> And uh, Shane Dorian went to Tabarua, and every single leash broke. No way. Oh. Yeah, that it was is amazing. Of, so they almost, they almost lost the account at Bullies, but uh, they fired Eddie, and they apologized, and they cleaned it all up, and that was the deal with that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Such well, a small world. I love it. We'll have to ask Shane about that next time. Every single board fucking went across. Yeah. That's hilarious. So did did you come out to California before or was like that was your maiden voyage or had you made trips out to California before? Um, no, I never have, but I was all over the Caribbean and like, like Central America and then I graduated, and I figured I needed it in California, so I hopped in my car, and we drove straight through. And then I ended up staying on and off in California for like five years. Okay. And then I got sick of working in a shitty little factory, and <laughs> I just knew, like, I can't do that forever, but I did kind of blow it, because when we first got to Oceanside in, like, 95, like, we were a block from the beach in that whole neighborhood. If you had a little bit of backing and knew what you were doing, you could have bought houses for $200,000, $80,000. Oh, my gosh. Been a millionaire if you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, when we first got there, the town was really rough. Oh, yeah. I you, mean, couldn't walk down, you couldn't walk down the street at night if you uh, walked down the wrong <laughs> block. You got jumped for sure. Yeah. What, 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 tur what turned it around? Tourism or just investors and made it all nice? Tour, you know, like 
how did, how did turn in? I think everyone wants to get near the coast. Yeah. yeah. You know, it got really expensive in San Clemente, and then it kind of went south, and then Carlsbad was always really nice, and that kind of pushed north, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think one of the richest areas in the country is Encinitas now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you said you, you wanted to come out and try your hand at being a pro. You, you had to have been pretty. Oh, yeah, I did like all. So you realized you, you weren't going to make it as a pro surfer. Then what happened? I came to Jersey to work for the summer to try to go to Hawaii and just do a winter out there. And I started working in a restaurant called Union Landing, which the Schmidt Zone. And uh, their son, Pat Schmidt, is a pro surfer in the area. Yeah, so yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, great, great family. Awesome family business. Um, so I did that. And then at the end of the summer, for some odd reason, I went to North Carolina. And uh, <laughs> I went to in Wilmington, I went for hotel management and then culinary arts. And it was a great time. It was really nice area and then um a couple questions uh did did you go to hawaii quite a bit when you were younger no, no i just wanted to go because uh that's all you see and like i thought you could you know how you in your mind Char- you want to charge there. a pipeline yeah, i'm gonna go there and stand in barrels of pipe and you know it's not gonna happen yeah. so type of deal so Stop. as i got older i kind of realized like what so, real what it really is like you know what i mean like yeah it's, what what it's, made you uh take up hotel and culinary because i thought i would be a good job so i could bounce around and travel and end up in areas like that i wanted to be like mm. in hotels in the tropics and then do that and then come home for the summer because new jersey in the summer is too much it's awesome here in the summer it's a gorgeous weather there's a lot of tourism going on you just it's a, a lot. So yeah. you always have to come home. So I thought I would travel in the winter and then come home in the summer. And then I was That's working. a good game plan right there. Yeah, I was doing that. But then when you are in the restaurant business, as Brian can tell you, because he used to run an Applebee's, you're, you go in there at 8 in the morning. You're there until 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Restaurant you know? business has got to be the most demanding, you know, challenging oh, yeah. day-to-day work that's excruciating that's worse than retail yeah i was just gonna say in the second worst would be retail (laughs) here we are you get a lot better quality of life in the retail world yeah and you get some kickbacks for sure yeah i love it yeah well well, brian and i have like a good situation like if the waves are good and we're both there he can run out and surf a couple hours because we're like three blocks from the beach so you can like take turns and jump in the water here and there. You can surf before work and sometimes after. Or like when you're in the restaurant, you're there at eight in the morning till the end, and then you have drinks and then you go to bed and you're not waking up until you're going into work. Yeah. Well, let's go back. And it's and- physic- physically demanding too, like the whole time. Dude, in the summer times, it's so hot here, so the kitchens are like insanely hot. Like, yeah. It's like boiling like you can't even touch pots unless you have a rag because it's so hot let's talk about um your first shop that you worked at uh i worked at brave new world and point pleasant um it's owned by billy lammers it was kind of like we all joke about like how it is like a university for it because 
every rep in the area, they've all worked there. You know, yeah. everyone that we deal with is, has come from working there. You know? Yeah, that's like Huntington Surf and Sport. A lot of reps came out of there. It's the same you idea, know, but it's huge, Brave New World, huge show. Yeah, huge. And they got a couple, yeah. sh- uh, couple locations too, right? Yeah, but yeah. Hunt- Huntington Surf and Sport's more like a surf shop, where Brave's just kind of more of like a big department store that has surf stuff in it. Yeah. So, so you were telling us about the first shop that you were uh, part of that, that you got to be a, a what you call oh, a yeah. partner, right? Uh, yeah, that was, that was up in, that was up in Long Beach, 45 minutes north of the town we live in now. Okay. Uh, it opened right at the beginning of like 2004. Um, it had really good momentum. It was doing really good. And then one day my business partner that, which owns and let out, that kind of got like weird about the situation. Um, and then he just didn't want to be part of it anymore. So he sold his shares to one of my older buddies and we ran it out until, um, right when the stock market crashed, we had a huge housing market. Yeah, like, it was nuts. Was that did did your partner have retail experience in the past from, like, surf shops? Um, no, that business partner owned an industrial roofing business. So he just realized, like, bottom line, and that was it. Yeah. And it was really hard to deal with, like, that aspect of it. And him and I were really good buddies. He was an surfer. He was kind of like an older mentor to me and it kind of sucks because it kind of ruined our relationship. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like we're like, we, he lost a lot of money. I lost money, but we were able to sell it, which was like the best thing because selling a retail store is almost impossible. Yeah. So we were able to sell it and get out of the situation that we were in. And then, uh, my wife, um, was working for free people and she came home and she was just over traveling. Like she was, she would come home for two days and then a car service would pick her up and then she'd be gone for a week. And then she was all over setting up a retail location for free people. All across America. So was she was uh, like a vi- visual merchandiser or a high, like she worked with uh, personnel. She did visual merchandising. She did everything. Yeah. She's a merchandiser, account fill everything wow. wow yeah and then she came over and she said she wanted to open up a woman's boutique and i and she wanted to have a baby at the same time so i was like we're gonna have a baby and you're gonna open up a women's clothing store and i just sold a store almost no my store was like going out of business at this time because it was like so slow up there and was that was 2008 like, yeah, you said that was like 2008 2009 yeah. and then she's like i'm gonna open a store in spring lake new jersey which is two towns from we are where we are. We live in Manasquan. And uh, she uh, went for it, and she got a lease and got a loan, and she's five stores later now. And You're kidding me. She has five stores, or you guys, or she? No, she has four, no, four stores, sorry. She had that before. What, what's so, the name of the stores? Uh, she owns women's clothing stores called Water Lily. Water Lily. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, she has a women's clothing line called Moonlight Lily. Wow. 
Yeah. She's so. a da- get her on the get her on the episode, man. Yeah, she's on the couch. <laughs> We're talking to the wrong entrepreneur here. <laughs> Does she surf? <laughs> yeah, she's right, a good little goofy footer. She just cruises the midlines. Oh, that's awesome, dude. She's a mini. Um so wow, that's that's killer. Congratulations on that. Um yeah, sometimes. So so and, 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 and April's really stressful. April's yeah, it usually is, right? You started. She started getting all of her bikinis and all of her summer product like two months ago, and it's still cold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's wild. <laughs> Welcome to retail, huh? Yeah, she sells like uh, like three hundred dollar beach cover ups. Damn. She's um, not, it's the only surf she does <laughs> sells surf brand. She sells uh, rhythm bikinis, and then she does a little bit of a muse, and that's pretty much it in the surf world. Nice. She used That's to do, awesome. uh, remember Quicksilver had like a nice women's line? Yeah, yeah. Quick Women's, yeah, it was epic. Yeah, he had that for a little bit. She sold it really well, and then they... They kiboshed. You know the yeah. guy that uh, started that Quicksilver women's line is the guy that started uh, Outer Known. Oh, no way. Yeah, John Moore. He was like the original guy that launched Quicksilver Women's. Okay. Yeah. She does like a lot of like off like Australian brands and you know like Spell and those types of yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah yeah non-traditional big box something different that you can't get everywhere but the show is not about water lily the show is about bare wires <laughs> so so um you convinced us to open a store so uh, I was always good friends with Brian and I knew he would like to be in the surf industry because he was in the past and so i called him up and i said there's an opportunity in spring lake if you want to do this and which was crazy because he had like a real corporate shop and it was like had was that applebee's yeah brian what what were you doing that was just one of the managers it sounds funny but it paid well and it had uh good benefits there there was a future there if that was your path you know Uh, yeah I was on year five, I think, and it yeah. was no longer my path. And uh, this came up, and I was weighing weighing the uh, risk. You know, I would I took a huge pay cut personally. You know, yeah, yeah. But it does. He starts their own uh, own thing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, lost my benefits and lost a four hundred one k. Were you married at the time? No, I, I was single. Yeah. Um, so Good thing. I have to worry about it so much. And then, I, you know, I still, I was 35, so still young enough to recover if it didn't work out. But uh, mental sanity is a, a bit more important than yeah. quality of life. Yeah. But, but you also had, you know, you're, you're putting into something that you have ownership and the passion of oh, like yeah, making yeah. it be successful and not having to rely on a corporate like backing is probably a whole nother world. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is nice going to work knowing your paycheck's there, but it's also uh, not as nice knowing that you could lose that at any moment anyway because yeah. somebody doesn't like you at the time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's definitely... So, so you guys both came from the culinary like world and then you got you know back into retail in the surf world. I love it. Yeah. My first real retail gig, you know, I, I worked at Brave New World, you know, real short period of time. I was... More the back back end of the surf world, you know. Yeah. Sitting, you know, so when you guys grew up, was there like a local surf shop you guys like kind of 
grew grew up in or like hung out at? Is there any local like? Well, in Manasquan, you go to Inlet Outlet, and uh, okay. I grew up here. But Brave the World had a real surf team. Like it was, you wanted to go surf over there, so I was like one of the only kids from Manasquan that went and surfed for Brave the World. Yeah, they had Which all the hot brands. They had all new t- emerging brands. They had, you know, legit. Oh, yeah, they got like sick, like clean jackets and like sweatpants, and they paid yeah. your contest fee. They hooked you up with yeah, stuff. If a, if a brand was going to come do a tour, like a video premiere or bring some pros through town, they're going to Brave New World, and that's that was the hot spot. <laughs> he has a pull, too, though, because that store in Manasquan, it's, there's a lot of people in this one town, and they only shop there. So yeah, he does he does great numbers, you know. Was it hard goods driven, or they do a lot of soft goods, too? Uh, he did a lot of soft goods. Uh, his hard goods was really small. So yeah. you walk into Brave New World and they would have like 800 boards on the floor. Wow. kind of just made you like you wanted to be in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you were like a true like inlet. Core. Person, yeah, local. At Inlet Outlet. And I kind of was like wanted to be the pro kid. So I went over that way. Yeah. My yeah it's, like brother, a, it's like a kid in a candy shop at that Brave New World. Yeah. yeah. You know? My younger brothers surf for Inlet Outlet and I surf for Brave New World. <laughs> <laughs> he was true to his school. Yeah, it was true. It was true talent. <laughs> so going back to, to your guys' new venture, um, did when you have started? to did what you have year? to get small business loans and all that? Um, no. I just went through the family. Little little family crowdfunding? Yeah. Family and I was already had knew a lot of reps, so I was able to get terms right off the get go. Yeah. With some friends. And then we started in one location which was like killer, but it was on a side street. It was like gorgeous. But in the town we're in, if you're not on the main street, yeah, you're dead. Location, so, uh, location, location, right? Yeah. So, so we've we we have moved the store three times, and now we're in a big enough space that's what we need, and we're finally getting it situated where it needs to be. Um, we've been growing every year. We the amount of growth is really really crazy for a retail store. Yeah, but now. You never know what's going to happen with what's going on. How big is your How big is your location? Uh, it's tough to say because we have a basement, we have a garage. The retail square footage of just retail, where we sell, is probably like thirteen hundred square feet. But then we have a yeah. big garage and a basement where we just pack it and just throw everything on the floor. So when you come in on the weekends in the summer, it's always new, different product. That's awesome. And that 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 business started in 2010. You said, yeah, 2010, 2010. Yeah, good job, you guys. Ten years already. (laughs) Yeah, but now we got this disease, so we have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be great, bro. It's going to be great. Yeah. So uh, so um, they're already talking on the news. uh, New York beaches, they might not open them for the summer. So that's like crazy, you know. It's going to be great because they'll be coming to you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be even crazier because uh, they won't want, like, our area won't want, we're already telling people they can't rent. Like, our towns, we have 
summer rental houses, which is like huge. Right. Like really good money. Our population probably triples in the summer months. And now they're saying they don't want these people coming here. So what are we going to do? Yeah. Right. Jeez. So crazy. Like Brian's been applying for all the grants, everything, payroll protection, everything. Yeah. And things like, oh, um, it's closed right now. Like everything. Yeah, I just closed. found out today that oh, the whole that three hundred billion dollar relief package is sold out. It's, it's already, already gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Already gone as of noon yesterday. Wow. Oh, last week, we had work stopping with our insurance. Which we pay for every, you know what I mean? We pay for it. Out of nowhere, they told us we have a disease clause, which they won't cover the virus because it's a disease. I don't That's know. so sad. Dude, Hurricane Sandy, they didn't let us use work stoppage because the storm was an act of God. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. When it comes down to it, there's a clause for everything except for fire, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So but crazy. If the place got on fire, there wouldn't be a clause. At least you guys don't have earthquakes. <laughs> yes. The like, one thing, right? Like where we are, we're like so close to New York. So like whatever's going on in New York, it downplays to us. So like if they can't open up non-essential retail in New York, they probably won't be opening it down here, you know? Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's go back. So 2010, you guys open up. And you said you had, you pretty much knew all the reps, so you got all yeah. the brands pretty easily, all the brands you wanted, all the boards not, you wanted? No, not all the ones that you'd really want. Like, But you got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you couldn't get, yeah. like, Quick, you couldn't get Volcom, you couldn't get Billabong. Because yeah. Those snobs. so close to Inlet Outlet that you was just pissing and moaning the whole time about it. So, right. You know, but we got, we had good enough, like, Brian has a good eye for, like, some of the other brands that you wouldn't think of. And we were doing a lot of the smaller brands, like Australian brands and stuff like that in the beginning. How, how did you guys uh, come up with the name? Like who came up with it and the logo? That was because uh, the owner of Inlet Outlet, his friends owned a surfboard company back in the 70s. And the surfboards were called Bear Wires. Yep. And their shop was called Forever Changes. And that was in Belmar. So he felt like he wanted to open up a shop in this guy's honor. So he used bare wires and I was working at running that store and became an owner. So it was easy for us to carry brands down here if I kept that name. Oh. Yep. So, but it's, it's always been a battle because my wife hates the name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been Water the Lily does sound better. Oh yeah, but you, but you do got to go with what you know people are familiar with and they know. It's like, hey, we just reopened and you know we've it had was, all these brands really, in the past. Transfer brands like Patagonia like jumped right in. You know what I mean? Just because of the name of the store, so like that. And uh, back in the day, like Nike SB was like huge, like Nike skateboarding. Yeah. So they came to us because I had a really good account with them. Uh, Vans opened us right away because I had a really good account with them. And then, you know, other brands followed with that. Yeah. Well, it helps when you get some anchor anchor brands that everyone else will follow, right? That and some cool reps that back you and they could, like, you know, vouch for you. 
yeah, a lot of them were people we grew up with. And, you know, it's kind of like Brian and I have a deal where all of our friends at our reps, we give their lines two seasons, even if it's like a new line. And if it doesn't work out in two seasons, then we, you know, we always give everybody a try that is like our, that we know, you know, if we yeah. have face contact with, we always give everybody a chance. We almost got out and I'm going. We were going to do it. It just, it just, something happened. But something happened to it, man. Listen, if we get through this summer. It was that minimum order. Hey, 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 wait, 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 let's not bring that up. <laughs> what, wait, Brian, what was that minimum order? Wait, 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 wait. Super, huh? <laughs> I, I think it. I don't think it has anything to do with the minimum order. I think it has to do everything with about the rep. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> he's great. Who is your rep? Oh, Son of a bitch! Dude, I see he's like at the Atlantic City trade shows, like smiling. I'm like, oh, he's. Yeah. That's because he lives in California. <laughs> he's, a, he's smiling like, damn, glad I'm uh, on the West Coast. No, he's a great rep. That guy is a, a true salesman, right there. Yeah. When we first opened in Spring Lake, our number one big brand was Ruka. Ruka. That, that was through Paul Kane, and he was a great classic rep. Um, I think he's oh. now for maybe like Tom's. Some, no, no, he's out. Of, he's like in there. he's out of the industry, right? Like Harley Davidson or something. Harley yeah. Davidson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He used he to have bad. this hotel show like uh, up the street of from where our shop was for all the local shops. And he'd get like the little mom and pop hotel room that had a living room. And we rolled up and he comes walking out saying goodbye to an account. And he has a captain's hat on and boxers and a button shirt. And, and that's how he showed the line. That's so good. He's a ledge. A robe and underwear. Yeah. yeah. There was another account with us, which was like two women. Two women, yeah. He was just like showing the line in his underwear hanging out. <laughs> I've done that before. No, I haven't. Ah, Paul's epic. Yeah, oh, he was. He was. So he was really funny. He gave us a great chance, and we owe him huge because that was like a huge brand to get from day one. Yeah, yeah. Rook is definitely one of the the best brands out out there for sure. Um, yeah, we did really good with their with the pants. We like stick to just basics and pants with them. And that's like our pant go-to for back to school. And yeah, good. those commodity items are huge. Yeah. So during the um, high times of the season, how many employees do you guys have? Oh, it varies. We can have we can have like seven, eight, nine kids, but it's really hard because you don't kids don't want to work anymore. So you have to have like. <laughs> To cover like one week, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I just want to get enough hours that keep my parents off my back, but I really don't want to be here. Brian does, the, Brian does the schedule. I don't know how he doesn't want to kill these kids. <laughs> the parents well, will actually about two days a week, about four hours a day, and that that don't ask them for any more, uh, and maybe a day off too, in, in those two days. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah, now, and now oh. they're getting paid like $12 an hour. Yeah, yeah minimum wage is huge, right? It's still well, a lot of work. <laughs> I, I used to want to work every holiday at Huntington Service Sport just because I knew it was time and a half. I'm like, oh, there's a holiday? Sign me up. I'm there. I'm working. I didn't yeah. care. I was so stoked to like get that extra little cash and be available anytime. 
Yeah, but Lar would want to work because all the hot moms and, and their daughters would come in Whoa, during yeah, the high yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Right? <laughs> I was a great salesman, man. Still am. You need you need help getting this to your car? <laughs> so part of uh part of what we want to remind people why why, you know, yeah, you know, surf shops are a business, but it's also an integral part of each local community, you know, because you guys have been around for 10 years now, right? And you've been putting tax dollars in the local community and you're employing local community kids, right? Oh, yeah. We have tons of parents that come in and ask for jobs for their kids. The kids don't even come in. It's the parents. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like people forget that. So instead of, you know. Not even that. Every school, every sport team, every organization. Can you donate? Can you donate? Asking for donations. Yeah. It's wild how much we donate in a year. It's wild. How much do you think? A couple grand? It's like 10 grand. Wow. See, that's, that's, that's what people forget. And that's why we like you know, having surf shops come on the sh- on the podcast because that's our livelihood, right? It's Lar- Larson and I are both reps and we deal with shops like you. And instead of going to Amazon or direct to consumer, dude, go to Bear Wires because not only do they have the same great product, but they're also, you know, part of the local economic community. And and it's like if they don't have it, they most likely can get it. Just if if you're not an impulse like shopper and you need it, yeah, for, like right there, like hey, give us a couple days, we'll reach out and we'll figure out and we'll get it here. You yeah. know, like it's okay. it's it's about working working with the uh, you know the brands and figuring it out. Yeah, and it's also about the customer service, the product knowledge, oh. all that great stuff that you can't get on the internet. You know, and getting kids stickers and some free shipping companies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Stickers. We always so, talk about how huge stickers are. It's like it's never changed. I mean, it was big when we were kids, and it's still big now. I, although I don't feel like this, the stickers have. I think they've kind of, kind of fallen off a little bit from you know the corporate brand side. You throw yeah. a bunch in, they off shipping for you, and then that's a stop like a few years ago. Yeah. 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 That's who, that's how we used to pay for our pizza dinners and like Jan's like health bar. <laughs> <laughs> sell, sell a dozen stickers. You got you got lunch right there. Sorry, so, pie, but no. I mean, you know, that's how it happened. <laughs> so um, let's talk about surfing. What? Um, where? Where was your last surf trip? Where was your? Uh, where'd you guys go? I've seen I've seen one of you guys posting about Bali, right? Was uh, that you, Adam? I, we go to Bali. Um, for Easter because my wife makes clothing over there. Ooh. But uh, it's been awesome. It's been like the last six Easter's we've been. But uh, we had plans on going this year, but this whole mess just started. So, yeah. uh, like, she has, um, like, an agent there, um, a production manager, and, they're you know, we have, like, a really good friend that is our driver there. He just takes care of us and you know, the cultures there, they're like really welcoming and like, they're like our family. Yeah. So sucks not going there this year. Like our kids go and these people like, you know, our kids hang out with their kids. It's like a, 
family event. Yeah. And it really sucks that we're not there right now. Where do you guys stay when you go out there? Uh, we stay in Seminyak for a little bit, and then we just stay on the Phuket, like right above Bingham. And nice. Surf that whole area. We used to do Changu, but uh, it's just a mess there. It's just like getting so developed and just so... Suburbia, you can't even get in and out. Yeah, our first couple of trips there, like I thought we found heaven in that neighborhood. But yeah. It's totally different. So now we just like to... Uh, we stay in the back parts of Bing and we're like where it's really quiet and you know, just do our family thing and my both of my kids surf, so they surf when we're there and if it's small enough like Abby'll surf Bing and just do a lot of work. We do a, a lot of work. We probably work really hard for seven days straight and then do like four days of just family time. That's killer. Yeah. Yeah, the work it's a real work. We're like factories and it's hot it's a lot going on yeah it's crazy traffic's insane like just to go like 17 miles takes you like two and a half hours i know it's insane the last time i was there was 2014 okay yeah can't wait to get back there i uh one trip uh 2010 i landed surfed it was really good the next day i woke up Uluwatu's like unbelievable looks like a movie like almost too big I paddled out um, got to the outside there was like three people out like you needed like an eight foot board and a paddle vest I got freaked out I got washed all the way down to Padang (laughs) I walked back up to our place and uh, I got to the villa I was staying in and I got a phone call Abby my wife was in labor with my youngest son, Finn. Oh, my gosh. Back, back in America. So, <laughs> yeah, and she told me to go. She's like, don't worry about it. I'm not going to have this kid until you get back. So I'm in I'm in Bali, freaking the hell out, trying to get a plane ticket to come home. And she was, like, so good. She was like, I'm fine. Just stay and sit there until you come home. Yeah. And I'm really lucky because it was, like, false labor. But they uh, put her on bed rest. So I was just like a nervous wreck the whole trip. But <laughs> <laughs> And it ain't, it ain't an easy travel back, right? Cause I, I, I had that happen on a, here, on a here, trip. Uh, from here, door to door is like 32 hours. Yeah, you guys tack yeah. on another 10 hours. I think for us it's yeah. 22. I, yeah. I was in Mentawis and I had that call. No, and the and the captain comes and wakes me up at like three in the morning, you know, in the middle of the night at like three. He's like, "Hey, we got a call, like from your wife. You got to talk to her." I call, and, you know, I get on the phone, and it's like, and you now they're like so in labor. I gotta go. We're delivering, and like tomorrow, you gotta get home. <laughs> what was that, Adam? They're like so family oriented there. They like were looking at me like I was like a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> I was over there and my wife was here in labor. It was, it was horrible. That's crazy. But we made it through and now we have a 10 year old. Epic. Is, is, uh, is that one of your favorite destinations? Uh, we really love Barbados the most. Uh, Soup Bowls? Soup Bowls is really awesome. We stay on the South Coast. Um, yep. And it's just like a quiet residential neighborhood, like right at South Point. 
and we just rent uh, rent houses there and just do that little zone. And my wife can surf Freights Bay, which is like a perfect little left. And then my boys surf like South Point. And then if I want to go to Super Bowl, it's like a 20-minute car ride. Are you yeah. goofy or regular, Adam? I'm goofy foot and Brian's goofy also. Nice. Bri- Brian, where, where's your like like destination of surf trip? Like, Where's your favorite place to go and where have you been? I've been to Bali a couple of times. You know, I've, nice. I've, seen the, I've seen the recent version, and I was there in 2000, I want to say. Yeah. I saw the lesser developed version of it as well. Um, right. I just got back from Barbados with uh, my one and a half year old and uh, my wife. So Is that-, that was our first that was our first trip uh, with the baby on a plane. So it was a little bit of surfing and yeah. a lot of uh Baby beach time. <laughs> nice, is, nice. Is, is, is like Barbados and, and, and Puerto Rico, they're kind of the most consistently like, surf, you know, swelled, you know, hits like islands in the Caribbean, right? They're always, they always have waves, don't they? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Barbados hey, for those, for those that out there, it's not that good, but you know, <laughs> you know, just, just saying they have a lot of, uh, Mount Gay is really good and there's some, uh, really tasty, no. uh, Caribbean food and drinks. Have you been? Have you been to Barbados? I have. Yeah, it's awesome. There's like unbelievable culture. Yeah, Ireland still has areas that haven't been touched. It's just like gorgeous. The people, yeah, are like they rely on tourism, so they're like overly nice. It's for the Caribbean. It's like one of the best spots you can go. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of full like old school Hawaii, where you're going through the like you know the sugarcane fields, like go to the yeah. you know the the East Coast and. You know, you're just like, you know, there's little pockets of little towns, but it's a really cool little island vibe, and the people are so nice. You feel like you're in the Caribbean. It's like, yeah. yeah. I've, uh, I've never made it out to Barbados. I've been to Puerto Rico a couple times and surfed there a couple times, but. We'll, yeah. we'll have to arrange a trip. We'll all meet up there. It's, you know, it's, it's insane. insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is is Supol's like built up? Because there was that, that one little oh. hotel on the, like, the, the cliff, That's and then there was a couple of like, like little surf camp, like slash, like bungalows. That one on the cliff is vacant. It's just sitting there. No way. Touched it. And then there's a couple other little hotels in the next bay. Yeah. Whole area is, looks like it did in the eighties. Sick. That's, that's really good. (laughs) And then we had to go like catch a bus. We actually used to catch the, the Island bus. Oh yeah. All, all the way to, the other side where all the like clubs are. Oh yeah. And then, and then you know, we drink the whole way there on the bus and then we would end up catching a creepy cab back in the middle of the night, like wondering <laughs> if we're gonna get stabbed in the freaking sugarcane field. No, the, and the just bus- but they weren't. They were super cool. The guy would pull over and we're like, What what are you doing? We're wasted and you know, it's it's like two AM. He's like, Oh I'm, I just gotta take a pee, it's all good and I swear we thought we weren't making it back to the other side. But it was so much fun. And it was killer place. We used to go there when we were younger. I went with Brian and a bunch of other buddies. And we used to go on the bus just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) The bus is like riding a roller coaster. Oh, guys are rolling. Yeah. Funny, funny stuff on the, on the, on the back of the bus. (laughs) Funny stuff. My parents let me go there for the first time. I might've been 14 years old without, without any supervision. That was with that was with Brad and us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. My parents were like real. My dad's a high school principal. My mom's a teacher, and they're like so old school, like Republican. But with like that type of stuff, like surfing and all that, they would be like, just go and. Don't get into trouble. Yeah, they would (laughs) let me go. I went to Puerto Rico when I was like 12 without any parents. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah. It's nuts. So, so going back to the shop, I mean, it, it is, uh, you guys are saying to barely keeping the lights on, you guys are doing curbside service and, and doing stuff on the internet. You, I mean, e-com, right? Yes. But before, yeah, were, were you doing a lot of business off of e-com or not at all? We've always focused a lot on internet and other aspects of selling online yeah yeah brian's really good at like situating like we sell off like Winello, pinterest like everything you know okay I mean? nice yeah. so you guys are adapting and, and adapting with the times and it all to... links through the main site you know like it's just you just add an app you add an app and then uh it just gets your product out onto more channels and more free advertising that's it oh, yeah. self-marketing for, for, Brian's unbelievable at figuring all that out where like I'll read like one sentence and I'm like, but Brian just like figures it all. Like I would be totally screwed if I, if, if we weren't partners cause he's like the back end of everything, you know, what, you know, what, a, what a great relationship. Yeah. You, got, you know, best buds from, from your youth, but yet you're like it's the, uh, first the balance time, of the, opposites. It's the first time I've seen Brian since before he went to bed. Because we went to Barbados, and then we got on lockdown here. Oh, wow. In Barbados, I'm like, dude, you have no fucking idea what's happening here. I'm like, it's getting fucking crazy. When did, and, you, uh, when did you get back from Barbados? I left the week before New York City exploded, and I landed during complete chaos. I had to go through JFK. and Oh, my gosh. Change our clothes in the fucking lot because we didn't thought we'd have the, the – COVID on us. So we changed at the parking space and it was so scary. He, he did it with a one-year-old and I'm texting him. I'm like, dude, you have no idea. I'm like, I like, I almost got, I like flipped out. Cause he was like, dude, I'm like, maybe, maybe going to try to like extend the trip. But he didn't, he said it weird. I'm like, you have no idea what the fuck's going on here. He's like, well, I don't want to fly home today because the airport the line was like seven hours. We were trying to stay a little bit longer to avoid the, the airport line. <laughs> right, right, right. So oh, what was that, that, like the second week of March? Uh, it was March. Uh, it got really bad here that second weekend. Yeah, like March 14th, 15th. Yeah. It, was, it got crazy around here. We closed the store 16. A, week, a week before the state told us we had to close because the area we live in, it's all summer homes and yeah. everybody from New York escaped New York and came here. But they're telling people, if you're leaving New York, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And the weather broke. It was gorgeous here. Our town looked like summer. It was insane. You know, it's like unbelievably unsafe. Wow. We just closed. Like we had college kids coming in the store that were in Spain two days before they were in the store. I'm like, you guys were just in France and Spain and Italy. Yeah. And I was shocked. Yeah. 
I mean, like, it's insane. How's how's been the like local community and stuff? Have you you guys have friends or family or customers that gotten COVID? My father-in-law passed away two Sundays ago from it. Dude, wow, that's so intense. Yeah, it was it was really quick. He went in on Thursday. What? My wife was able to talk to him on the telephone, and then he passed away Sunday morning. Did he have you know like? Underlying illnesses, rest, yeah. like, I mean, it, 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 it's a full body makeup thing. It hits, it can, there's 20 year olds that are passing away from it, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. But my, her dad was in a horrible accident, like maybe nine years ago. And he's been quadriplegic in a wheelchair. And, you know, he wasn't the best health, but, you know, like. If this wasn't going around, he wouldn't have passed away. Yeah. You know? So sad. Yeah, like, sorry, man. It could have been, like, another couple of years from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But when they took him into Brick Hospital, which is our local hospital, it was so full that he had to sit in the emergency room until they put him on hospice, which was right at the end. He asked to be on it. And then that was... A couple hours he wasn't in the emergency room because it was so full there you know yeah. everybody that had it like we have a friend who's a nurse that lives behind us and all 17 of her patients have or in it you know what i mean yeah yeah it's so crazy because we're kind of i mean for us out here and where we live we haven't had any kind of you know interaction, interaction with, with any, like yeah we're just so close to New York. That's yeah. a, a issue, you know? And, and everybody's traveling from there and going out, like you said, to their vacation home or second home or just getting out. And it's just, yeah, funneling it. Yeah. yeah. My wife travels in New York for work. and um, Still? We, well, no, no, no. Not so we, we left uh, for vacation the 9th, and her last day of work was a few days before that. And... To this day, we, we say that saved her from any kind of exposure because she left oh, and went to back kid. to work. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah. You don't even know how, like, the long term, like, we could be healthy, but if we got it and you got it, we're the point where you never know. You may never be able to, like, jog down the block. We put the kitty back in the cage. You don't know what it's going to do to your lungs or, you know what I mean? It's a much bigger thing than, like, people. Have him go home. I don't, I can't help. Yeah. yeah, who knows what this thing's gonna do? But yeah, I mean, it, we can it only hope crazy. for the best. Prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, it it sucks because I feel like you know we have a lot in common as far as you know the surf shop like rep relationship and and what we're both going through. You know, it's like we're we're hurting. You yeah. know, oh, it yeah. sucks. It sucks. It sucks. And it sucks for not just our industry, but many other industries. And, you know, whether, you know, this was a, you know, deliberate, you know, I, I mean, there's so much media out there. That, I, I was reading into that in like January about that one lab in that neighborhood where the wet market was. Exactly. I was reading yeah. that in like January and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. And yeah. then last night on the news, they started talking about it. 
But is that like something like Trump's using to be like, you know what I mean? To like, it's a whole, who knows? Who knows? But I mean, they were even doing simulations of this exact thing back in October of 19. Yeah, they were were doing it with, because apparently bats have like this one strand and they were like playing with the mutations of it and everything like that. But, and it was like fun. They've been doing that for years, but. It was funded by Russia by a Harvard professor in China. Like the whole so thing. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so it's like a movie, like outbreak or something that you know. It's just like yeah. is this yeah. this should be a movie and not reality. Like this yeah, is yeah. crazy then, like, that we can let they, this happen. They did it so people would have to stay home so they could do like five G network. You know what I mean? Like oh. <laughs> I don't have five G yet. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my wife's cell, my wife's cell phone over uh, by the river last night. It was saying five G. Uh, <laughs> is she yeah. part of the conspiracy? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, wonder yeah. businesses have been so successful. Yeah, she's got five oh, yeah. feet. <laughs> you, you don't want to talk to her about politics. Yeah, <laughs> and we're and we're not. And believe me, we don't. That's not what our show's about. <laughs> we're we're about. So we're, we're about surfing, businesses positivity, and, surfing and, and staying positive. And we don't want to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, who who knows, who knows what. But, All right. Uh, you can talk to you once. But it was crazy because uh, this is the first time I've seen Brian since like March 9th, right? Yeah. So funny. And uh, we live like blocks away. But here it's like you go to the food store when you need to, like <laughs> I go I don't, my wife doesn't go. I do all the shopping for us and my parents. And then you quarantine yourself for two weeks? <laughs> no, but it's weird now because everybody, even when you're driving, everyone has masks on. Yeah. And like I'm delivering stuff to the post office with a mask on. I'm like, dude, if I walked in here last year with this mask on, I would have been shot. Yeah. You know? Hey, for sure. Hey, listeners can't see us. I'm actually wearing a mask now. That's why I sound kind of funny. You know, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm just. I'm looking at you guys through FaceTime, and I'm just, you know, I'm going to keep the mask on. All right. Let's go back to surfing. So you, you, we saw the the wave pool in that mall in New Jersey. Yeah. My son Have you been? Supposed, no, my son was supposed to go yesterday for a whole type of day. What? There's a wave pool in New Jersey? Wait, yeah, I'm looking mall. this up right now. It's the same wave, American Dream. wave though, but it's smaller. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't look that good, though, right? For a kid, it looks sick. Oh, for a kid, for sure. Because yeah, I saw footage or a picture of Rob Kelly barrel. pulling it's into totally a... totally pitching out like a freaking tube. Yeah, you get barreled, you come out, and then there's a turn section. So if you're like, my kid's 10, you would have been freaking out. You know? Have you guys gone to Waco at all, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done Waco? Yeah, uh, I went, I, uh, Vans... Uh, rented it out for a day, and I was uh, lucky enough to get invited. Sick. It was a good time. I was sore when I left, and uh, it, was a, it was a great time. It yeah. kills your, your calf muscles. Kills. Yeah. Was I, a- uh, I went in October. Um, uh, Rob McCarty from Visla. From yeah, yeah. He's been a bunch of times, and he organized a full day from 8 in the morning, or no, 9 in the morning to 8 p.m. Uh, it was 16 of us, and the buy-in was like, it was silly, it was crazy cheap. Yeah. So uh, my son, for his 10th birthday, 
my wife and I surprised him and we took him out there and it was great. He got to surf with like all these little San Clemente kids and that. Uh, was That's like Vinny awesome. Della, yeah, it was like Vinny Delapine was there. Uh, um, uh, the Hoffmans that own Hoffman Fabrics. Um, the Todd family. It was, it was a good time. Was, yeah, was, yeah. I haven't done um, Waco yet, but I've surfed Surf Ranch a bunch of times. Yeah, a bunch. A bunch. You hear that? A bunch. Of a times. bunch. A bunch. <laughs> you, you hey, suck. Hey, you suck, bro. When, when you're when you're an outer known dealer, you'll get invited. Yeah, <laughs> these guys that I was with, they did the Slater pool like two weeks before. Nice. And they said it was like unbelievable fun, but apparently they only got like four waves or something like that for the day. Yeah. Where. Four waves, they were terrified to fall, so they didn't do anything but go straight and half turn. I was, uh, I, yeah, I was in Waco with the is a buyer at Jacks. Oh, Jordan. Uh, what's up? Jordan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He he said um, the Slater wave probably definitely better. Yeah. But you are afraid to fall. For it sure. Costs way more money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And you get definitely more waves in Waco. Oh, for sure. I'd it's like to try a, Waco someday for sure. No, the Waco wave when it's on the trestles, like expert setting. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. If the wind, if the wind is right, that wave is it's unbelievable. So it has a trestle setting. Yeah, it's yeah. trestle settings, uh, barrel wedge, and air wave, like yeah. It was a good time. It's got a double barrel set, uh, setting. Nice. Yeah. Is there was there any talks of more wave pools up in your area? Around your area or no? That's it. Um, just that one right now, which is, well, there's going to be one in Long Island, they're saying. Wow. And then one in Virginia Beach. So in here, you know where Palm Springs is? You've heard of Palm Springs? Yeah, you got yes. like three of them there, right? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be uh, Kalani Rob and Shane Magnuson's coming up with one. Josh Kerr and somebody else is coming up with another one. Bob Goods, right? Hobgoods, yeah. And then Slater is going to have one in Palm Springs, too. So there's going to be three. I heard of another, a fourth one, too. So it's going to be exciting once all this shit's done and, and uh, there's more wave pools out there. It's exciting. Yes. I, I, I told Shane he better let us get a session because he stayed at our house a couple times. Nice. So I better get to, uh, get out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys tried foiling? No, no, it looks yeah. really fun. Yeah, I, I, I've I, Larson, I don't think he's tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. We have a, a bunch of good friends that do it, and you know, someday try to yeah, get out there fun. and do that. I, I just, I, I'm just really cheap. I couldn't, I couldn't see myself spending money on something like that. <laughs> I know, dude, those things are like 1200 bucks or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have, so, you know, so much money. Buying used boards all day, not new ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of what boards do you ride, Brian? Um, I'll I'll try whatever if we have on the racks. Yeah, I've been riding chemistries for a long time. Oh, sick. Um, been get. I'm gonna. I've been on a chili, uh, little chili board for a while. Okay. Chemistry is part of the burn like legacy though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Jay Bennett. Yeah, I love Bennett. Yeah, he's a good guy. 
he also made me realize I wasn't that good when I moved to Ocean's <laughs> The whole Ocean's Eye crew. <laughs> yeah, him and Jeremy Hyatt were like, I was like, yeah, I'm Jeremy Hyatt, yeah. These guys are pretty good. What about what about you, Adam? What, what boards do you ride? Um, I ride a lot, a lot of, of Jason. I ride a lot of Jason's boards. Chemistry too. Yeah, I ride a lot of boards from Jay. Um, I ride a couple boards from Charles Mansell, which is like a local guy in our area. Okay, he's been really good. Um, and I have a couple chili boards that work really well, also. Nice. What's a go-to like a kind of a like a hybrid? Because or thruster? Do you ride quads, twin fins with the trailer? Like what? What kind of setup? I love like a good six-zero thruster. Standard. Classic, yeah. Standard, just like kind of like a longer rail, something that we used to be riding like in the early 2000s. I hate it when everything went like short and squatty. I kind of, the way I serve, I kind of like a longer rail, you know? My, I have, a, I have an 11 year old. He's, we've been watching some old footage of me. He's like, why are you on such a long board, Dad? <laughs> and I'm like, that was. The boards we rode, those were the normal boards. Six, six two, 18 and a quarter, two and an eighth. <laughs> yeah, that's like like when you watch Dane Reynolds' videos, when he rode a 6-1, that was like when he served the best. But he was like way thinner, too. <laughs> so were you, Lyndon. So were you, Lyndon. Hey, Who's shut judging, up. It's not, the show's judging? not about me. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't like the short squatty. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm, at, a- I'm actually stuck on a short and squatty. I ride a, a Groveler 5.7, but it's like perfect for me. When I, when I lay well, Lyndon doesn't surf over four foot anyway. <laughs> no, when, when I lay on something that's like below like 5.11, like 5.9, it just feels like... You're sinking. Like nothing, it feels like there's nothing under me. Yeah. Yeah, stock dims don't work so much when you're 6'2". <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a tall dude. So. Well, shoot. I think uh, we got some cool stories out of you guys. Anything you want to... Uh... Oh, are you guys part of the the Board Riders Clubs out uh, out there? We have one in Manasquan. It's the Manasquan Board Riders. Awesome. Um, Larry's... Pat's dad is the president of it. Um, he has been talking with the guys down in South Jersey about getting a competitive team. Yep. Which would be really cool because there's some really good younger kids in our town, and it'd be awesome to compete against the other towns. Yeah. Um, right now, we just run a lot of youth events, and we run a classic longboard event, which is always at the end of the summer and you have to ride a board from the 70s it has can't have a leash uh, they always get really good waves it's like an awesome event nice and uh, brian and i run uh local events and we uh raise a lot of money and we donate it to uh out outpatient rehabs and just anything that we can help kids that are struggling and with drug addiction and anything that we suicide prevention everything that's cool man that's good yeah. philanthropist um you guys yeah. sponsor some some groms too you got a surf team 
yeah, we def- we uh, we help. We try to help every everybody. Nice. And then if there's kids that are gonna be loyal that have potential, we we put a lot of effort into the kids. Are you guys? It's it's your ten year anniversary then, right? This year. Yeah, we hey, celebrated with the disease. <laughs> Don't let that stop the party, bro. <laughs> You can't you can't let the quarantine stop the party. We're gonna have a Zoom club. Yeah, when we opened up, we threw a bowling party at the bowling alley, and we had we had a DJ. Like we went nuts for our opening party. So I guarantee they probably forgot about that at the bowling alley. So we could probably (laughs) do it again. Yeah, yeah. When this is when this shit's over, you guys need to throw a, a an anniversary party. Congratulations on 10 years, Bear Wires. Dude, that's huge, you guys. Huge. 10 years is, in this environment is for brick and mortar is crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Online, too. I know yeah. you guys do online. Yeah, but right now that's just covering overhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Helps get rid of old product. <laughs> yeah, we, bo- we both filed for like unemployment right now. Um, I got my first two unemployment checks, and now the state is asking for the money back. What? And they closed my account, so I have to go through all this stupid paperwork to try to get it going again. But you can't get in touch with anybody because everybody is filing right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It sucks. I mean, it's. I mean, it's so unfortunate. We have people like in every industry you can imagine, and and there's not. They're, everybody's being infected. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's definitely. Yeah, it's not like, hey, it's just this industry or that industry, and or it's if, everything. Even, even if the person is working right now, like if this continues, yeah, like what's going to happen two weeks, three weeks from now? You know what I mean, like everybody, it's going to affect even the people that are like super wealthy are getting affected by this. Yeah. The only the only thing I, I'm I'm concerned about is. If it if it prolongs too long, where businesses shut down, if it if it if it just said you know the local governments and, and the states say hey we're we're back up and running, <laughs> say they're gonna hire they're gonna hire most everybody back, and it should be somewhat back to normal relatively soon. But if those businesses don't come back, then people are gonna be unemployed and then we're in a recession. Here here our news is saying New York City expected to go to 2022. What? what? Yeah. Yeah. No, that no, is. There's no sporting events. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's going to be a second, a second and a third wave. The second wave is supposed to be this fall, and then a whole other one after that, they're saying. That's propaganda. Oh That's God. bullshit. <laughs> that, that is bull. We're, we're all going to come through this. Antibodies are, people are going to have developed antibodies, and we're going to have a vaccination. A lot of our a lot of our friends in in, in California are saying they've already had it and they're waiting to get the antibodies. Oh yeah, here too. Like we have friends and family members that were really sick, fevers, body ache, no taste, no smell, and there's like no way to, you know, no one got tested. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, you know, in the meantime, <laughs> shop local. You to support your retailer, you know, keep them in business because when this rebounds, you're going to want them there because not everything uh, could be sustained online through, you know, Amazon and some other, you know, online oh, retailers. 
Yeah. And, and we and we hire your kid for the summer. Yeah, they hire <laughs> your freaking kids and get them out of your houses and for the summer. Sponsor your softball team, your soccer yeah. team, your junior lifeguard program, your this and that, everything. Yeah. But yeah. seriously, we've been giving away wax the whole time. We're yeah, <laughs> yeah, we wait. What wax. kind of wax? Foo wax. One of our sponsors. <laughs> Foo wax is the bomb. The most yeah, sticky, icky, icky, best grip ever. Foo wax. Wow. Check your local real, real. It's the only thing that we've been ordering is wax, and we put it out front so people can go freaking surf. <laughs> well, hey, so you guys. It has like a hundred bars of wax, though, right? Now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> these people owe us <laughs> well stay positive you guys um congratulations on 10 years uh i i know i i mean i, I have a good feeling that this is gonna all end soon but you got bear wires is gonna come through even stronger and better at the end of it yes right yeah right yes uh, well hey we got a tight we got a tight knit you know, community and, and surfers aren't going away. So that means your business isn't going away. Yeah. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Brian, Adam, thank you for uh, your contribution to the industry and your local communities. Keep it up. Thanks, you guys. Happy thank anniversary. You. Good night. All right. Good night. Later, boys. Good oh, night. yeah. It's, it's late on the East Coast. Sorry to keep you up. <laughs> Peace. Thank you. Bye. Later. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.